0: Welcome to CPAC Today in Politics. Coming up, Aaron O'Toole faces a revolt inside his party as a conservative senator launches a petition for a leadership review.
1: Under Aaron O'Toole's leadership, the rift in our party is growing. He told us this is not your grandfather's conservative party and warned campaigning MPs they must agree 100% with his new direction which constantly changes,
0: or get out of caucus. Jason Kenney faces the possibility of a leadership review earlier than expected. Those frustrations are being felt in my own party and caucus. There's no secret about that. At the end of the day, it's my responsibility um, as Premier and the government's responsibility to take responsible actions. Uh, we, we have done that, and uh, and I do believe, actually, that the vast majority of folks in my party are united around our common values and goals. And Kenny accuses the Prime Minister of playing favorites when it comes to childcare deals with the provinces. Obviously the Premier and I have uh, multiple points of disagreement on pretty big issues but the fact that we were able to come
1: together on an ambitious framework for early learning and childcare that directly responds to the needs of Alberta
0: families and ensures that as a country, we are moving forward. It's Tuesday, November 16th. I'm Mark Sutcliffe. Let's get right to the top political stories this morning. I'm joined by Susan Delacorte, columnist for the Toronto Star. Good morning, Susan.
1: Good morning, Mark.
0: So it it looked for a, a while, uh, perhaps when Aaron O'Toole was handing out shadow cabinet appointments, uh, that that he had gotten a handle on things. There were still lots of questions about his leadership and his his handling of uh, mandatory vaccines and so on but it looked for a moment like he at least was going to survive the next few months as leader of the conservative party and now senator Denise Batters has launched this petition there's some there are some questions over how legitimate this is um, and there are already MPs coming to Aaron O'Toole's defense including Michelle Rempel Garner but uh, but it's a it's a threat to Erin O'Toole, isn't it?
1: It certainly is. It's um, the the wording of the petition or the the uh, call to, to sign the petition from Denise Batters is pretty um, harsh. It uh, she called him indistinguishable from Trudeau's Liberals. They failed. They lost the election. Um, they got fewer votes. It it is you know. Behind the scenes, to a table where some angry conservatives are sitting, and it's all sort of laid out in that this uh, letter from Denise Batters, who is a is a pretty strong conservative partisan. She has quite an, an intense Twitter presence, if I may put it that way, and uh, you know it, it it sort of speaks for the very hard line uh, in the West mainly uh, against Aaron O'Toole. It shows, as you say it looks on the surface like he's keeping everything afloat for now, but this was definitely a shot fired. It was meant that way. And it, it sort of pokes a stick in some of the divisions that we're seeing, you know, the people who didn't get named to the, to the uh, critics roles, the, um, the whole attempt of Aaron O'Toole to move the party to the center. Um, It, it, it brings all of that back into uh, into focus. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, not a good day for Aaron O'Toole yesterday.
0: Yeah, and, and there are MPs, including Rempel-Garner, who have said, look, this is horrible timing. Parliament's about to resume next week. We should be pu- putting the focus on the Liberals and their performance. Instead, once again, the headlines are about Aaron O'Toole. Uh, so d- do you think it, it helps Justin Trudeau? And, and I guess the other important question is, can Aaron O'Toole survive this?
1: Well, I think to to judge whether it helps Justin Trudeau, I'll just take everybody to Edmonton yesterday, where the Prime Minister was announcing a childcare agreement with Jason Kenney, who has his own leadership troubles Uh, at the moment. uh, An attempt was launched to uh, review his leadership yesterday, too. And uh, the Prime Minister was asked by my colleague, actually, Tonda McCharles, sort of, Lobbed this little grenade into the press conference and asked them to comment on what was going on with O'Toole and uh, within Kenny's own leadership. And uh, Kenny actually gave a very considered and interesting answer, uh, as he, he, you know, he was known to do here in Ottawa too, about you know, um, sort of the nature of conservatism. And uh, and Justin Trudeau then leaped in to say that he didn't really want to say anything about it. Uh, except that liberals were more united than ever and certainly you know um trouble for Aaron O'Toole as Michelle rempel Garner and other MPs are pointing out is definitely good news for Justin Trudeau and and his the smile on his face yesterday standing beside Jason Kenney and getting to sort of not exactly laugh at conservative troubles but certainly smile at them that was um that was a moment
0: yeah and you mentioned Jason Kenney's own troubles. Um, uh, I find this this whole storyline fascinating because it, it wasn't so long ago, uh, just before the pandemic, even in the early months of the pandemic, that Jason Kenney appeared to be very much a, a force in Canadian politics uh, and uh, and and solidly in control of Alberta, and and even somebody who. Uh, was, was being described as sort of the, the unofficial leader of the opposition, even though he wasn't in federal politics anymore, uh, as, as the, the strong conservative voice against Justin Trudeau. And now his own leadership is, is in trouble and the polls are suggesting he, he won't win the next election, even if he gets to stay on as the leader of the United Conservative Party.
1: It is amazing. I wrote about this yesterday because um, it is interesting to t- how much the fates of Aaron O'Toole and Jason Kenney have been twinned, and that's by their own design. It was March 5th, 2020, just a week before the pandemic broke out, that Jason Kenney endorsed Aaron O'Toole and said he's the only leader who will not be pushed to the left, um, which is exactly what Denise Batters was talking about. And... O'Toole sought Jason Kenney's uh, endorsement because of what you said. His reputation as as a you know a true blue, strong conservative. And in the months following, even the, as O'Toole won the leadership, you're seeing that the two of them they sort of ebb and flow together. And just in the last week before the election, I don't know if people remember this. Days before the election, Jason Kenney had to announce that he was reintroducing all the severe measures he'd done to he had he previously lifted to on COVID and faced a huge backlash in Alberta and liberals immediately dredged up the you know a video clip of of Aaron O'Toole praising Jason Kenney for his COVID leadership. And after Jason Kenney did that, Aaron O'Toole stopped doing interviews and basically went to ground and and to defeat. So the two of those the, these two leaders have sort of worked in tandem together and then yesterday uh there they are the two of them facing internal leadership challenges within their own party they basically revolts within yeah. their own party it's coming from writing associations with Kenny and it's coming from a senator the calls as they say are coming from inside the house for both leaders whether they can survive either is uh is going to be the question of the next uh the next few months
0: mm-hmm And before we leave Jason Kenney and Justin Trudeau's announcement yesterday about childcare, I think it's worth commenting on it. Interesting to see the two of them sharing a platform to make an announcement. Um, And, uh, you know, on the surface, that would sound like, hey, there's some cooperation going on there. But it was hardly that. Uh, Jason Kenney used the opportunity once again to snipe at the federal government. So there there was a kind of a, a fascinating dynamic going on there, wasn't there?
1: that was fascinating to watch. You're right. Uh, Jason Kenney saying, this is Alberta taxpayers' money that we're announcing here, um, or money we've given to Ottawa, which is, you know, raising that old uh, thing, saying to Albertans, we're not getting mu- as much as Quebec thought, and that prompted the Prime Minister to jump in. Um, for those who've been watching ancient history, you know, Jason Kenney, when he was a minister, Justin Trudeau for a while was his critic. It was the, the dynamics between those two are are interesting as well. So it was a uh, for political junkies, this, this announcement it's an important announcement. Um, it's also uh, puts the pressure on Ontario uh, and Doug Ford to get down to negotiating some kind of deal because only of the provinces, it's only in Ontario and New Brunswick now who have not and uh, Ontario is a big part of that puzzle. So you're seeing, again, my colleague Tonda and and, uh, and Benzie from Queen's Park have written uh, a good piece on this today is, is what was going on in Alberta yesterday has huge implications for Ontario in a childcare deal too. Yeah. So yes, politics and policy sort of all tied up in this, and personality. Um, it's supposed to be a slow week in Parliament, but I, I
0: mm-hmm.
1: that that event yesterday I very much enjoyed.
0: Mm. All right. Uh, before we let you go, Susan, there, there's some news this morning. Murray Brewster of CBC News is reporting that there's going to be an apology from National Defense to survivors of sexual misconduct in the armed forces and some money set aside uh, to change the culture and support victims. Um, uh, what do you make of that?
1: It tells me, once again, just as we've seen in, uh, in many of the moves that Anita Anand has been making, in her early days that a lot of work has been done behind the scenes to fix this. You know, people have been wondering why it's taken uh, Justin Trudeau so long to reconvene parliament and, and get sort of the show on the road here. But it's it's another sign that that before they went to Parliament, before they go to Parliament next week, they want a lot of the things that were the big issues of Parliament in the spring to be put behind them. And I, I, I take it this is a large one. So I'm going to be watching this really interesting uh, development this week, too, as a sign of what the Liberals are trying to put behind them as they try to move forward.
0: All right, Susan, we'll see what happens as we count down to the resumption of Parliament. Lots of interesting things going on. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Mark. That's Susan Delacourt, columnist for the Toronto Star. There are only two choices for Canadians. Canada's Conservatives, who will fight to secure our economic prosperity and will fight for the future of Canada, or the Liberal NDP Coalition and the disaster it will bring to both our economy, our prosperity, and our national unity. Now, here's what political columnists and commentators are writing about today. At globalnews.ca, Randy Boswell argues, what Erin O'Toole calls radical is Canadian democracy at work. Boswell writes, There's nothing radical about the Liberal government comparing notes with the NDP, a party that holds the balance of power in the House and which shares a number of key policy planks with Justin Trudeau's left-leaning cabinet and caucus. Nevertheless, the official leader of the opposition is duty-bound to oppose. But political history offers several examples of constructive, collaborative, governing arrangements negotiated by Liberal and NDP leaders of the past. It's hardly radical, coalition or not. In the Hill Times, Michael Harris argues there is no path to victory for Aaron O'Toole. Harris writes, Sooner or later, O'Toole is going to have to admit that his stroll down the left bank of Canada's political canal is a failure. O'Toole, or at least the version of himself he invented for the recent election, was soundly rejected by Canadians. Getting whipped is like flunking out of boot camp. Time for a career path change. This guy didn't make the grade, and has been hanging on to his irreparably damaged leadership with all ten toes. In the Toronto Star, Gillian Stewart argues Scott Moe's Saskatchewan Nation is a last-ditch effort to rescue the fossil fuel industry. Stewart writes... It's no coincidence that Scott Moe announced his province is a nation within a nation as the oil and gas industry was being threatened yet again because of its role in the climate crisis. This is right out of Jason Kenney's playbook. What they are really seeking, other than to become just like Quebec in relation to the federal government, is the power to regulate the petroleum industry, key to both their economies as they see fit without any interference from the federal government. Now, here's what's coming up on today's political agenda. The Prime Minister will chair the Cabinet meeting before hosting a call with provincial and territorial premiers. Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland will attend the Cabinet meeting. She will also be sworn in as the Member of Parliament for University Rosedale. And NDP leader Jagmeet Singh will speak to the media about the water crisis in Iqaluit. And that's CPAC Today in Politics for Tuesday, November 16th. Tune into primetime politics tonight on CPAC for coverage of all the day's events. Our podcast returns tomorrow morning. Have a great day.